Well, hello again. Welcome back. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Super excited to be back with you here today. We got a super show. We're going to talk about a topic that after some, I would say we're probably into the early 500s of episodes now, we have not covered. And we're super excited today because we have SAS Water Conservation Made Simple, and we have Anselmo Torres III and Kelly Stinson on the show. Hey guys, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Thank you for having us. Great. Thank you. Good. So we are going to talk about some really interesting topics. I've covered them because we use this as part of our business plan when we're going in there, finding apartments and really just repositioning apartments. But a little bit more about Anselmo and Kelly. Uh, Anselmo created a software program called LeakAware that helps multifamily properties monitor, monitor their water consumption and detect high consumption leaks. Has walked over 300 properties across 30,000 units performing audits and collecting data and is passionate about water conservation and sustainability and saving our most precious resource one leak at a time. And Kelly's been passionate about uh, water conservation, the influence we have to improve the environment. Uh, Potty Princess, nickname, caught traction two years ago. Did not see that through my continued (laughs) commitment of bringing awareness, education, and support across the country to multifamily property owners relative to the financial and environmental impact of old toilets on their properties. So in 2019, year to date, uh, she's helped save multifamily property owners over $2 million on their water and sewer bills, coupled with re- reducing water consumption by just over 200 million gallons. And for context, that would fill 303 Olympic-sized swimming pools, which if you see those pools, they got yeah. about 18 people across or like 10 feet deep. So <laughs> that's some substantial that's, amount that's of, water. of water. Yeah. That's a lot of water. So that's a lot of water. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. And Talk to us a little bit about about what what drove you to this path. What was the lead indicator saying, man, this is this is a problem. What can we do to fix it? Yeah, um, sure. So um, I think Anselmo and I both have a little bit of different journey into this. Uh, but in my previous professional career, um, I was uh, focusing with a lot of uh, hospitality uh facilities as well as manufacturing facilities. And I just always had a passion for energy and water conservation. So through that passion to, you know, make my, you know, excitement, my drive of getting out of bed every day, I had to create that. And so I helped uh, launch a uh, energy division within that organization. And so we took that as a service provider and consulting services out to a lot of our clients in the field. And, um, we were able to uh, uh, deliver some significant reductions in energy usage as well as water consumption and you know energy on demand. And so through that, uh, I got engaged with uh, the executive vice president with Niagara. And Niagara is a manufacturer of toilets and shower heads and aerators, and they have the most innovative product on the market today. And through that connection, uh, Carl was so great to introduce me into SAS and was like, hey, you know, this is where your passion is. You get to do this every day and just be laser focused. And that's how I got here. And where Anselmo and I come in on the education side is that when, when I started on this journey two years ago, we uh, identified the fact that there's a huge gap in credible resources for consulting with, you know, these multifamily owners, these syndicators that are looking for ways to underwrite their deals and explore water conservation on their property and how that impacts them financially. So that's our mission 
that we have taken to market for the last 18 months. But I'll uh, turn it over to Anselmo because he's got his journey. Yes. I grew up in Arizona. Not a lot of water there. Um, No, I was just there. There certainly is not. No. And a a dad that was an engineer. So it was all about efficiency and conservation. So I've always kind of had that mindset in the back of my head. So I moved to Dallas. I met a friend. And he had a pain point that probably a lot of your listeners had. Right. He was running an apartment complex. Typically, the water bill was $8,000. Well, next month, it was 16000 Well, where's he going to come up with this extra 8000 that he wasn't anticipating? So he said, okay, look, I'm, I'm, this isn't going to happen again. We're going to figure out a way to monitor that water consumption so that I don't get that bill. And I'm not surprised. And I don't have to find where this money is going to come from to pay for it. So wow. uh he was telling me about it. He was keeping track of it on an Excel spreadsheet. And I said, no, let's use technology. Mm-hmm. Let's create a software program. And that's how LeakAware came about. So wow. uh, I mentioned that I've walked over 300 properties. I have. So I, I tend to believe I've seen it all. And every property surprises me. It's <laughs> yeah, something sure. new. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. So that's how we kind of connected. Yeah. And so LeakAware here is a service that you now use to help owners detect really just of high consumption here. How does it work? What's the process to set it up and and time to actually put it in place and and how quickly can it work? And is it for, if you're across a hundred complexes, do you need a device or a hundred units? Do you need a device for each unit or give us a little more context? So the great thing about it is, is there's actually no hardware to install. It's just a software program that we created. Now, it does require somebody on site to actually enter in a meter reading that they see on the meter, the city meter. And they enter it into, typically they're entering it into their cell phone. Once they submit it, the algorithm kicks in. And it, it, if it's, we notice high consumption, it sends them an alert and tells them, hey, you've got high consumption so that they can start doing uh their due diligence and finding out what the cause is of that leak. Now, one thing that we do is we map out the property. So we understand if you have five meters across a hundred units and each meter is feeding 20 units, we map that out. So we understand if high consumption is taking place on meter one, then we're going to go to units one through 20 and inspect them and see what is the source of that leak? What is, what is causing that high consumption and that trigger in the system? So it's super, super easy to implement right away. So it's physically entering in. The, so how frequently should maintenance owners, whoever, who are property management, how frequently should they be entering this data? Just And how, how frequently or how, how long after that would they, would they know? So I guess if they had a large water leak, it w- would be the turnaround time that they could be alerted. Typically, uh, I recommend Monday through Friday. Um, most of the time, your maintenance staff is walking the property in the morning. Got it. Um, and as they're doing that, they're walking by that water meter. It takes you know one or two minutes to go ahead and enter in that data. Yeah. So Monday through Friday, you know, some people even do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe once a week. But the more data you capture, the better it is. You know, it just helps us identify those trends. We can identify high consumption quicker. Um, it also gives you, and I'm sorry about no, this, sorry. but it also gives you the ability with the checks and balances with your on-site management staff to ensure that they are making those daily, you know, 
risk assessment walks around the property. Um, and mm-hmm. just to help, you know, your listeners on understanding why we've taken more of the manual approach on this particular type of software um, is because it is such a, you know, big investment for leak detection equipment out there or um, equipment that's placed in the units. Um, it is, uh, it's complex. And again, it's, it's a big piece of the financial investment and you don't get a big ROI back sometimes. So when you're talking about, um, you know, somebody that owns or a group that owns, you know, a, a 200 unit property, they might, you know, and they want to put leak detection in, they might end up having to invest, you know, $150,000 or more just in the equipment alone to be able to monitor this. So that's where Anselmo, um, you know, really comes into play here with the leak aware because with it being a manual read, there is no equipment that's placed on the meters and it's very economical and you're getting an immediate return. So yes, ideally it would be great to have you know the daily checks, but we recognize that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. um, in you know every property. So if you can at least capture a couple of days a week, then you're going to get an alert immediately um, if there's a variance, if there's a delta within the thresholds you you hit, and you don't have to wait for your next water bill to come in, and then you go, oh wow. Well, that's six hundred dollars higher right. than it was last month, and then you wait for the next month to come in, and you're like, "Oh, that one's a little bit higher. I guess we better go figure out." Well, wait, what buildings feed this meter? We've already worked all of that out for you. You know what's interesting here is that so someone here listening is saying, "Well, that'd be cumbersome on a maintenance guy," but actually, no, it's just it's just training and processing. And you would think about you know um, an airport or a restaurant, right? The guy who just goes checks the bathroom every hour just signs it off. Like it's, it yeah. takes two minutes. Like literally, it's I guess it's annoying that he signed the thing, but literally that part just keeps him on the protocol and it's just training. Mm-hmm. And the Monday through Friday, right? That's between twenty to twenty four days a, a month. It's getting checked. So for that point, you know, if the delta is you just have the weekends down, at least it's not a month out there. 30 days because mm-hmm. as you know you know you could have um you could have a big problem and and if you're not catching this until 30 days later well that doesn't mean that you're going <laughs> to fix it right that 30th day right yeah. now you have the process of identification uh, where the problem lies and, and the turnaround time to find out how to create the solution um yeah. i know i know a person who once brought a property and and he noticed that every day they were um they were filling the pool with water <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, I'm sure you've probably heard a similar story. And he goes, well, why are you doing that? And it, the maintenance guy was, well, every day I come in, it's about two feet lower. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they couldn't figure out why the water bill was so high. Well, what a massive link. And the guy's just sitting there with, you know, eight hours of filling up the floor every day. There you go. Pretty easy, right? So, but just until he, he was just randomly there. And you think about a lot of owners oh, who may not goodness. be there to notice it. I mean, how long could that process go where it just seems to be the norm that, that, that this water bill is... X amount, but it just turns out the maintenance guy is actually just filling up a cracked pool. And that, yeah. that's just a simple question, right? Like, hey, yep. why is it going up? Well, and then once he, you identify, well, he's been filling up the pool. That happens all the time. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. So uh-huh. when you when you put in this for for leak aware and and you can signal it down to a, I this would be helpful for listeners, right? You identified there is a problem. What are the next steps that you suggest owners, maintenance people take? to figure out where this problem is stemming from. So again, ask that question and, and, you know, Hey, we've noticed the consumption increasing and here's where uh, the really cool part about the software is that 
the maintenance guys and girls, they take ownership in it, right? So they've entered in that data. Now they've got the alert saying that consumption is high. Well, they're the ones that are going to have to fix the leak. So they take ownership in actually trying to identify what the source of that leak is. So the low-hanging fruit is just a quick walk around the property, you know, see if there's any visible leaks, any faucets that are leaking, any hoses that are leaking, any pools. You know, like you said, that's consistently two feet lower than the day before. Well, okay, let's let's identify that. Yep. Um, but then, you know, relaying that information to the property manager saying, hey, you know, in units one through 20, consumption is high. Maybe we can send out a, a notice to them. Or do they have any open work orders that we need to address around water leaks? Um, or sending out a, a letter to those 20 units saying, hey, we need your help. We've identified high consumption. If you have anything that we need to fix, please let us know. And typically that can resolve right away. Yeah, tenant training is huge, right? Because when you take on some of these buildings, generally you're taking on a building that hasn't been performing. Many times it's because the owner or property management company has not been performing. So if they're not showing up to make maintenance requests, not only are you going in there to try and make the building better, but you're also trying to let the tenants know like, hey guys, if you do have an issue, call us because we'll actually show up. We know you've been waiting for months for anything to be fixed, you know, your stove Mm -hmm. or closet door, but if there's an issue and that that's part of it because they get so trained to say, oh, well, if I'm going to waste 10 minutes to get on the phone to try and get somebody, nobody's going to show up anyway. And next thing you know, they have cops under the sink and everything else. And, and that's a big, a big problem, right? So yeah, great yes. points. So not great only points. does the, the leak cost money, right? But it, it's super destructive. Water is mm-hmm. super destructive. So if you leave that leak for one or two, three weeks, mm-hmm. it's going to destroy a lot of things. And uh, obviously that's going to cost more money. Yeah, it always finds its way in, always finds its way out. And for yeah. that point, you, to, to know where, especially if it's an upstairs unit or something at that point, you think about how it just continues to tread through these buildings. And mm-hmm. uh, this is hard. I mean, on all different facets from, from, you know, from damage to the property itself, to, to mold, to other different effects, to people's you know, ability to, to live right. I mean, that, that's a huge part. So now that you have this program in place, what, what are the next steps you're taking here? Where, where is the business going and how are you looking to get more uh, owners informed on the process? Yeah, so the Leak Aware is really um, a, you know, a layer of, you know, what a great multifamily owner should be implementing at the property, whether it's Leak Aware or some type of leak detection. When you're going out there and you own a property already, or maybe you're going through a deal analysis. If that property was built between, let's say like 1950 and what, 1990, Mm -hmm. that should be like the red flag of, hey, one of the top five things I need to do while I'm on this property or I need to inquire is, have they upgraded the interior plumbing fixtures? Because a lot of these owners go in and we see this day in and day out on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Everybody's doing all these great behind the scenes videos of these incredible renovations that are occurring of, Hey, I just acquired this asset and look at what we're doing. And they're putting in these beautiful flooring, painting the walls, all these great interior things that, you know, will allow for uh, rent bumps and then also improve the resident experience. For whatever reason, they are consistently overlooking the toilets. And I don't know if it's because you know, they're just like, oh, it's a toilet. I don't want to touch it because it's dirty. Um, or <laughs> if it is just, they don't know. And yeah. I'm going to go with, they don't know. I agree. And these toilets 
are like the biggest consumers of your water in on the interior of the units. So with these properties that are built, you know, 1950 to 1990, you know, you could have as much as, you know, a three and a half gallon per flush or even a five gallon per flush toilet in place. And if it hasn't been serviced properly along the years, um, chances are the flapper is already leaking and you don't hear it because that's what we call the silent leak. Um, and it could be leaking up to a hundred gallons a day. So through that, um, by being aware of uh, the inefficient plumbing fixtures that are out there and how that impacts the operating expenses, even if it's, um, you know, a property where the water is rubbed back to the resident or uh, if the owner is all bills paid, it doesn't matter. There's a huge benefit on both sides. So reach out to an organization that can help with, you know, kind of a pre-proposal analysis from a high level of, hey, you know, this is what we think we have right now. Put the calculations in and this is how much money you can save. And then should you implement, you know, that type of technology, by layering leak aware on top of that, hmm. that protects your investment moving forward as you know an innovative and you know invested owner on that property. You know, and, and it absolutely does. And yeah. as an owner, right, I, I think what you allude to in the beginning is that a lot of people are going after the simple things. They're not simple, but but doing the, the 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 unit upgrades because the unit upgrades are easier for them to quantify, right? I put forty five hundred dollars into cabinets, appliances, yeah. uh, you know, backsplash, whatever, it's going to generate me an additional $150 extra in rent. Yeah. But what they can't really quantify in their mind that if I go in there and start changing out all the toilets, the low-E flush toilets, that could potentially cut my water bill down by 20%. They, they, so they can't, yeah. they can't quantify that, so they don't look at it. But what they have to note is that on resale, and this is one of the items here where you're not going to make more money, but you're definitely going to get dinged by whoever's buying the property. They're going to say, mm -hmm. hey, your water bill is at a point similar to windows, right? Windows aren't sexy either, but if you're not replacing yep. the windows and the windows are the original uh, metal frame windows, single pane windows, and they've lost their point, yeah, it's, it's a cost to do it, but you're probably going to pay double on that and the money you're going to be able to get back when you go to resell. And that's an important thing because exactly. it, it may look good in pictures, but right, it's like painting a jalopy. That's a nice paint job, but what's under the hood? So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about toilets. So, yeah, yeah we, we assure you, especially the ones that we're replacing. So yeah. completely agree with that. <laughs> what are some other areas here for water conservation besides the toilets that owners should be looking at that can help make their property perform better? Oh my goodness, leaks. Your interior leaks. So this is the other piece for those owners out there that are implementing um, water conservation through upgrading their toilets and, and upgrading their shower heads and maybe those bathroom aerators and kitchen faucets. Um, most often, the leaks are also um, looked over. So that's one of the you know, differentiating uh, pieces with SAS is that when we engage with a property, we will complete what we call a full assessment. So it's kind of like a due diligence, right? So we're accessing 100% of the units. And while we're going through and documenting the rated flow rates of all of the fixtures, so we can get the actual baseline consumption by unit, we're also documenting all of the front of the wall leaks. 
So let me give you an example. You go into, you know, a 1970s build uh, unit that has the shower tub combination and it has that, you know, tub spout that sticks out mm. and, you know, the three, uh, the three knobs across the top for your hot, cold, and then the, the knob to engage the shower. Mm-hmm. So you turn the knob on to engage the shower but it's still spitting out, you know, five gallons a minute out of that tub spout. Yeah, sure. Great point. And it's a quick fix. It's super easy. And it's, it's eroding the potential of, you know, the financial savings as well as reducing the water consumption on the property. So, and Selmo has seen that, you know, but, oh goodness, probably what, 25% of the units we walk into, the tub diverter is leaking. Yes. Huh. Between the toilets and tub diverters, those are the biggest culprits mm-hmm. of leaks on properties. Well, this is great, guys. And generally for this point, when you when you start going in here for water conservation, what what number conservatively should an owner if they're if they're in a building and, and this is of course completely open, right? It's a very big skew, but what do you see across the board and seeing all these units, 30,000 units, once you implement water savings practices, what is a typical range that your water bill could be reduced or water sewer bill? Yeah. So the range, depending on, you know, what fixtures are installed today, uh, could be anywhere of 20 to 40%. So, um, in my last, you know, over the last two years of the projects that I've personally engaged on, um, we have exceeded that 20% mark of, uh, water and sewer reduction on the bills. And then also that the consumption piece will be reduced 30 to 60%. And there's so many different municipalities across the country that are tiering their water bills based on consumption. Hmm. So you'll find this quite often also while you're on property that there might be multiple, uh, there might be multiple water meters and this water meter is getting this rate and this water meter is getting this rate. And it's because it's tiered and it's based on the consumption that's coming out of those buildings. So by us reducing that consumption 30 to 60%, not only are we getting you that savings on the water bill, but we're getting you down to, you know, the lowest tier possible um, for the for the water and sewer rates. I love this. This is awesome, guys. Well, it, how how can people find out more about you? Find out more about the process. Best way to connect. And I know you want to uh, offer up the listeners an opportunity to uh, to chat with them about their buildings. Yeah, you want to take that in, Sam? Yes. So the I'm very involved on LinkedIn, so you can find me on LinkedIn and Selma. Taurus the third. You can also reach me via email. So it's A T O R R E S at S A S conserve.com. And our our website, if any of your listeners want to go out there, is S A S conserve.com. And we have a little field out there that says, hey, contact me today for an analysis. And you just fill out a couple fields, you know, like your name, your email, your phone number. We will reach out within 24 hours, usually at the same day. And um, one of the pieces that we offer back at no charge is running that pre-analysis with the owner on the property. So we just ask a couple of questions. And then uh, we also ask for the owner to provide, you know, like the most recent water bill and um, the unit mix 
on that property. And then some of the internal tools that we use, we're able to determine, you know, at a high level and very conservative analysis, what we think might be on the property so we can run a nice ROI calculation and help make recommendations along the way. Incredible. I Thank you so much for this. Uh, we utilize this. We look at this across all of our properties for water savings. So it's hugely beneficial. If you're into multifamily, uh, all different parts here, you need to be looking at this, not only one, how it's going to help you, help your business, help your investors, but it's also going to help the tenants and it's going to help the environment. And so it's a win-win. So across yeah. the board, you win on every single level here. So yeah. Anselmo, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super appreciate your time and we'll talk shortly. Thank, thank you, you, Jason.